Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Fraud Show, a podcast highlighting everything you need to know to fight fraud. My name is Sultan Hassaniye and I use my experience as an internal auditor and my knowledge as a certified fraud examiner to spread awareness, helping you detect frauds and stop fraudsters. Thank you for joining us today. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Fraud podcast. Imagine yourself being taken by a con artist. Most of us believe that it's impossible and that you are way smart to fall for a scam. Millions of people that have been defrauded felt the same way, but they ended to be a victim. Fraud affects everyone from all walks of life. They can happen to you because most likely you won't even see it coming. Fraudsters are like chameleons and they are constantly adapting to any kind of change. Stay tuned in this episode, we'll be talking more about fake charity scam. And after that, we will be listening to your stories with fraud. As usual, we'll be starting defining the concept of fake charities. So what is fake charities? And I'm highlighting this fraud scheme because lately, and after the 4th of August Beirut blast, many NGOs just popped up out of nowhere. Note on the side, when I say NGO, it's a non-governmental organization. So fake charities will always try to take advantage of the generosity of donors and compassion for others in need. Scammers in the scheme will steal your money by posing as a genuine charity. Not only these scams cost you money, but they also divert much needed donations away from legitimate charities and causes. Fake charities approaches occur all year round and often take the form of a response to real disasters or emergencies such as floods, explosions, earthquakes and bushfires. So how do they do it? Well, scammers will pose as either agents of legitimate well-known charities or will create their charity name. This can include charities that provide support in uncurable diseases patients and their families. They may also pose as individuals needing donations for food supply or other reasons. Scammers using fake charities as a cover may also play on your emotions by claiming to help children who are ill. Fake charities operate in several different ways. You may be approached on the street or at your front door by people collecting money. Scammers may also set up fake websites, which look similar to those operated by real charities. Some scammers will call or email you requesting a donation. Okay, let me highlight to you some warning signs. If you have never heard of the charity before or it is well known, but you suspect the website, email, letter may be fake, a fake website might look almost identical to a legitimate charity site, changing only some details of where to send the donations. The agent or the NGO representative collecting donations on behalf of the charity does not have an identification card. Remember, even if they do have an identification card, it could be forged. They try to put you under pressure or make you feel guilty or selfish if you do not want to donate. You are asked to provide a cash donation as they do not accept checks or they want the check to be issued to them directly, I mean to the scammer's name, rather than to the charity. You are not given a receipt or they give you a receipt that does not have a charity's details on it. We will be giving you tips on how to protect yourself by the end of the podcast. Don't miss that. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss the show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for the support. Now back to the show. 
Have you ever been a victim of fraud? Unfortunately, many of us have and we need to take care by protecting ourselves. Debt and credit cards are used more frequently than cash lately, especially now with the COVID situation, where we need less contact with things. And believe me, they have become a favorite target for fraudsters. They will not only steal cards, but also make fake ones from stolen information. And many of them will even sell your information to other fraudsters. It's a kind of exchanging information for money game. In the following segment, we'll be hearing some of your personal stories with fraud. Let me tell you about a friend of mine who had his identity stolen by somebody, who later used his credit information to get a mortgage and a bunch of loans. Well, when my friend visited the bank and realized that there was a mortgage in his name with his social security number that he never applied to and was not even aware of, he didn't know what to do at first and really what he should have done is gone right to the bank manager. But it took him a while to figure what to do and how to get around it. Even though he was able to find the guy who stole his wallet and confront him, it still took him almost 10 years before he could get any credit or even a loan. My father-in-law, he had moved from his apartment into another apartment, but there was people that moved into the old apartment and they took a credit card slip with an activation code that was supposed to be sent to my father-in-law and they made use of it and they maxed it out and now he's got a bad credit rating. So please, please, when you move to a new apartment, please change your address into your new home. If you are switching homes directly, inform your bank so that they send your statements and all confidential information to the right place. You have to protect yourself because nobody else will. Just please don't make the same mistake my father-in-law did. I would like to thank our guests for sharing their stories. Such stories might prevent someone else from falling for the same scam. It's all about prevention. I have a couple of tips for you. How can we prevent ourselves from fake charities? Well, first, if you want to donate and offer support, just directly approach the charity. Always check the NGO's name and look them up. Check their website to make sure it's the same as what you searched for. Never send money or give personal information, credit card details or online account details to anyone you do not know. If you're approached by an agent or a street collector, ask for their identification card. If you have any doubts about who they are, don't pay anything. Last but not least, if you are approached in person, ask the collector for details about the charity such as its full name, address and how the proceeds will be used. If they become defensive and can't answer your questions, close the door. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Fraud podcast. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review. And don't forget to follow me on social media platforms listed in the description. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And don't forget, where there is a human, there is a fraud. Thank you.